it is such a exciting phase of life because I do feel that with the hormonal shift, it's almost like a, 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 a kind of unveiling. You are becoming more in tune with your true self, your true essence. And I think it's a real opportunity to discover who you are. Welcome to the Essence Show and Podcast. On this podcast brought to you by Oflow, we are on a mission to deconstruct how you've been taught to work in order to let go of the old paradigms that leave you striving, hustling, and forcing. After years of being stuck in the cycle myself, struggling with burnout, I now deeply believe that success should not be a relentless pursuit that leaves you drained and disconnected. Success is not just about the goal you create, but about the life you magnetize in the process. This is sacred success. This kind of success is an inside job. And your essence is the key to revolutionizing your work and your work style in order to create this sacred success through your energetics, cyclical codes, and subconscious mind alignment, which is exactly what we're diving into right here, right now on this podcast. I'm your host, NLP and Sacred Success Coach, Flow CEO, Freedom Lifestyle Curator, and fellow goal getter, Olivia Heine. Are you ready to revolutionize your success and let go and flow into your freedom frequency life? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Essence Show and Podcast in a episode of the Fuck It Energy series, where I am joined by a beautiful co-host who is here to help me uncover and deconstruct some of the old ways of doing things, say fuck it to the status quo and look towards a new way of creating and achieving and being in this world. And today I'm joined by Polly Warren, who is a wellness coach specializing in perimenopause, menopause, and breath work. And so we're going to talk today about all of those things, what they are, how they show up, how you can identify and work with them and heal them in your own life and how they all tie back into working like a woman and creating the life that you desire to have. So welcome, Polly. I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Thank you so much, Olivia. It's absolutely lovely to be here. So yeah, thank you for, for inviting me to, to talk to your community, which is so great because my community is a little bit older. It's like the next stage. So I think it's really important that some of these messages which I've got to share are being shared with a younger audience as well. So thanks for inviting me along. Absolutely. I feel like there's going to be some beautiful interweaving conversations today. Um, and how about we just start right at the beginning? Because I, I know it's always so powerful to hear someone else's story, how they come to the work that they do. But also, this is this is topics and conversations that affect all of us in our lives as women. So it's not even the question of, do I relate to this or not? It's more of a matter of when. So mm -hmm. yeah, why don't you share a little bit about how you came to do this work and what your journeys look like? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I've just turned 50, but in my late 30s, I'd had, just had my third child. Uh, I was a teacher at the time, a school teacher. I had three small children and I was, I was, I thought that I was bossing life. I was holding it all together, but then suddenly I wasn't. And suddenly these things started to creep up on me. Uh, so I really noticed that my sleep was beginning to suffer. I suddenly became much more anxious than I ever had done before, never really being an anxious person. My mood became 
very erratic. So I was losing my shit basically at anything, which, you know, it just wasn't really me. But at the same time, I was also finding myself getting stuck in quite low mood. So there was these sort of mental psychological things going on, which, which were all not, didn't feel like me. But then physically as well, I started to note, notice some really big changes. The first big change was that my um, periods became horrible each month. They were just very, very heavy. And I just knew that that wasn't wrong. I just, it wasn't right. I just felt like I wasn't on top of that. I felt dreadful every single month. Uh, I, my joints began to become achy and stiff. I um, was having terrible headaches. I mean, there was a whole host of things which, you know, you could kind of explain away. I could find an excuse for each of these things because mm-hmm. I was a busy mama. I was working. I was doing all the things. So I just put up with them. I just put up with it and I put up with it for about four years. But in those four years, I noticed that and I look back now and I just think, my goodness, what a waste because I wasn't present for my family. Mm. My husband has since told me that he would stand outside the front door before coming in, take a big deep breath because he had no idea of what version of me he was going to find. Quite often it wasn't a very nice version of me. I was just desperate to get my kids into bed at the end of the day just so I could literally flop on the on the sofa and, and just numb out to, to mindless TV. And it was only really when I, after, you know, it was about four years in, I was having a conversation with a friend and I hadn't shared it with anybody. I'd literally just masked it. I could still manage to kind of just pretty much put a smile on my face, but inside it was all just going wrong. Mm. And I... She was telling me about her herself and that she had discovered that she was this word, which I had never heard before, perimenopausal. So immediately as she was describing what was going on for her, I suddenly was like, my goodness, I feel like that too. I was, it was like a checkbox. It was like a tick list. I've got that. Yes, I've got that. So for the first time I opened up about how I was feeling and she said to me, well, you know, you know that you can be perimenopausal. It's very usual from sort of your mid thirties onwards, definitely from your forties onwards. And I was like, I had no idea. So I went home, did loads of research and suddenly had this realization that everything I was feeling had this umbrella term, perimenopause. And I at first was so relieved because I thought I'm not going mad because I really thought I was going mad. I thought there was something seriously wrong with me. (laughs) So there was this real sense of relief. Oh, my goodness. There is something that can explain how I'm feeling. But my second reaction to that was real anger. I was so enraged that I didn't know anything about perimenopause. I had thought menopause was something which was so far in the future I I kind of associated it with with little old women with gray hair that's how I had, that's how I thought of it and I thought that's not me I'm not there yet so I took it upon myself to start to do so much research and learn all about it and then I really did feel that if I don't know about it you know I've been to university I'm educated but if I don't know about it there must be so many other women out there who don't know about it and this this was a while ago now, this was sort of 10, you know, eight years ago, where it really wasn't spoken about. It was such a taboo. Thankfully, particularly here in the UK, 
this subject has now been outed and it's talked about and people are learning about it, which is fantastic. But I still feel there is so much more to be done and it really does need to just become part of everybody's just everyday general knowledge because every single woman, half the population are going to experience it. And I'm not saying they're going to experience it in a bad way. It doesn't mean that they are. Um, but as long as you know what's coming, you can at least prepare yourself for it because actually the more prepared you are, you're probably going to sail through it. Yeah, absolutely. And it just is such testament to knowing your body. And I really, really feel like the way that we're taught and conditioned in so many areas and dominant belief systems these days is very much this disconnect from the body. It's what you need to do and what you need to achieve and the markers you have to hit and what you should take if you're feeling this or that way. And not to say that there's one way or the other that's like, this is always the right way and this is always the wrong way, but there's so much power in having that connection to your body so that you can make the informed choice for yourself and actually feel like you're supporting yourself through that journey as opposed to just listening to someone else who's a proclaimed expert, which yeah. can also be true, but there's always more than just one way to do something. And as you mentioned before, like everyone's going to have a different experience of this the same way that our you know, standard monthly menstrual cycle, we all have our own experiences of that. And some people experience a lot more pain, some people experience irregularities, and there's so many reasons and deeper things that we can go into and look at when those things come up, but we each are unique in that sense. And so I feel like it just really all comes back down to understanding yourself and your body. Absolutely. It is one of the most important things. And I look back to that version of me back then, I was so disconnected from my body. I was ignoring all of these signs. If I had been more in tune, I would have known that things were off and I would have known to to start, you know, un trying to understand what was off. I now say to every single woman who I work with is the most important thing is to firstly track your cycle so you know exactly what's going on with your cycle. You can still have a regular cycle and be perimenopausal, but if something's off with your cycle, that is a really good indication mm. that, that things are changing. And also, secondly, just check in and track any symptoms, any differences which you are experiencing. So that could be your mood, that could be your sleep cycle, that could be, you know, just how you're you're feeling day to day. And as you go through perimenopause, that is one of the biggest, that's one of the best indications that you are actually in perimenopause. And also, you know, it helps you understand the things that you are doing to see if they're they're working or not. Yeah. Um, and as you said, every single woman is going to have a different experience. No one's going to have the same. I think, I mean, there are so many lists of symptoms these days. I mean, I think the latest list had, I mean, they range from 35 to 60. And that is because our estrogen and progesterone hormones are, and testosterone are declining as we, as we age. But, and the, and these uh, hormones affect every single part of our body, particularly the estrogen. There are mm. estrogen receptors everywhere. So again, it can affect us in, in incredibly different ways. So Yes, we need to listen to our bodies and, and be in tune. Yeah, absolutely. And it really sounds like it's a, a process to be starting before you get to perimenopause or the menopause stage where you, like you said, you're tracking your cycle. And those are the things that we talk about in my community. And it's like, how are we connecting to our bodies now? Because I 
totally relate with you. I was completely disconnected. I was on birth control for so many years. I didn't know what was happening in my body. I didn't know what something felt like if something was off or something was on. And so it really sounds like it's this process of practicing and of being in it. And then also understanding enough about it and understanding your body to, to, to recognize the shift, recognizing that something has maybe changed or altered itself. And so coming to the point of perimenopause and menopause, maybe we can just give a little definition of, for anyone who's listening to this, who's like, yep, okay, I'm feeling the symptoms. This is also resonating with me, same. But what is it? And what do I need to know about it? Okay. So let's start with menopause. Menopause is literally a moment in time. So menopause is when you have not had a period for a year. So that, mo that, that moment of a year after your last cycle is known as menopause. Everything after that is post-menopause. The thing, the part which leads up to menopause is known as perimenopause, and it can totally vary in its duration. It can last a few months, it can last up to 10 years. And I don't, this isn't about scaring people, it's just about having the facts and knowing the facts. What's happening in that perimenopause state is our hormones, as I said, are naturally declining. Progesterone's the first hormone to decline, and then the estrogen declines kind of next. Thing is, particularly the estrogen, it doesn't decline in a lovely smooth line, straight line. It fluctuates as, it's as it declines. And that is when we get these quite erratic symptoms and it, and it can really make us feel a little bit all over the place. Uh, so yes, those are the, those, that's what we've really got to, to be aware of um, is those perimenopause years. And that is why it's so important. Yeah, just to tune in, track what is going on and also just be aware of the possible symptoms so you know what you're looking out for. So in this state, in this way, you know, knowledge really is power, know what to expect and then tune into your body. Mm -hmm. And so I don't even want to use the word like normal or average, but giving for, for information's sake, what would the kind of average ages be where we start to experience this? Because it is so true. Like I, I see this with a lot of women who are, like you said, are in their thirties and they're like, well, I can't be experiencing menopause yet. Mm -hmm. And it, in, to an extent also feels like maybe you feel upset at your body or maybe you feel like it's like a letdown where you're like, I thought I had more time. And like you said, menopause is, is connected to the cute little old lady. Yeah. It's like, that's not true. No, it's not. And, you know, it's because none of us have been, very few of us have been taught about this in school. So the average age of menopause is 51. The average age of perimenopause, I mean, anybody over 40, between over 45 is going to probably be perimenopausal. That's, you know, your, your hormones will be declining and shifting most probably. However, menopause can, perimenopause can start, for me, it was definitely from the age of 35. Your progesterone starts to decline on average from the age of 35. So you can start to notice mm. shifts. And the, the first sort of, um, you know, signs perhaps with with uh, declining peri uh, progesterone are things like maybe feeling a little bit more anxious, maybe heavier periods. Um, it's maybe also kind of more irritability, mood swings. Those are kind of the first signs to, to really look out for. Um, so yes, and then our testosterone also starts to decline quite earlier than you would expect as well. Mm. So yeah, that's a, that might be a drop in libido. 
Um, so yes, it it's not all doom and gloom though. I don't want everyone to go, oh, it's, this is, you know, that's, we've got nothing to look forward to, but it can start earlier than you think it might, mm-hmm. which is why it is important that we come into this stage physically strong, nutritionally, um, you know, eating really well, because a lot of us come into this stage very much nutritionally depleted. So mm-hmm. for those women, perhaps who've had children, they've breastfed, it's a lot. And we don't often take time to replenish all those nutrients which have been taken from us because it's exhausting having a child sometimes and, and we're not n- number one anymore. And that is a real issue for so many women that the stats are quite shocking about how many women are coming into this midlife perimenopause stage really deficient of some important nutrients Mm. and that can really trigger some of these symptoms to be a lot worse than actually if you were coming in eating a range of 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 really fantastic plants and and nutritionally full yeah so again that connection back to knowing our bodies the having the knowledge and then being in a routine leading up to this shift because it is a life shift yeah um and being in support of your body through that phase in that period. So let's maybe dive into that. Like, what are some things that we can be doing? And I mean, like even my age and then all the way up into perimenopause and menopause that we can be doing to support this transition so that, like you said, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. But, and maybe we can talk about this after, it seems that similar to most things in life, the pain or dis-ease in the body grows when there's something that's been covered up for some time absolutely so for me I see there's three main reasons to get the symptoms and the severity of the symptoms the first one is the natural decline in hormones so that is something which we can we we can definitely um, use food and stress relief and good sleep and you know can really help with that journey but that is going to happen anyway so there might be some symptoms which are going to come up because of that but the other two uh, are, as I've mentioned, being you know, nutritionally depleted and also too much stress in our mm. bodies. So firstly, let's just look at the nutrition. So I would recommend that everyone really looks at their diet. You know, eating 30 plants a week is the recommendation, 30 different plants, so a variety of plants. So that's going to really be good for our gut health. It's going to ensure that we're getting all the different nutrients we need. It's making sure that we've got enough fiber in our diet, eating enough protein. It's all all these markers of good health, making sure we're nicely hydrated, we're not having too much sugar. So it's eating a a whole foods diet is going Mm -hmm. to really, really support us. Yeah, making sure we're getting enough sleep. And just eating, you know, a lot of us as women don't eat enough protein and protein is really, really important as we go in particularly into midlife to to A, keep us healthy, but also to keep us strong, keep our muscles strong. Because again, from the age of 35, we start to lose muscle mass, bone density. Mm -hmm. So we need to keep filling our body up with protein and our bodies protein is one thing our body doesn't naturally make so we need to ensure we're getting enough of it one food one type of food which is really helpful at any age is a type uh, is a food group called phytoestrogens now phytoestrogens are um a, a types of plants which have 
um, which are very similar in structure to estrogen, which we make in our body. And we find these in things like well, soya products, tofu, tempeh, edamame beans, okay. flaxseed. These are all fantastic for balancing our hormones. So they kind of go into our estrogen receptors in our body and they can actually fill that cell when we're lacking. But also if we've got too much estrogen, so we can also become estrogen dominant and that's a more of an unhelpful estrogen. It's very confusing because you think, what? I've, I've not got enough estrogen, but we've actually, there are so many things called xenoestrogens in our environment, which we can get from pollutants and toxins. So these phytoestrogen type foods actually balance out. They can remove the unhelpful estrogens and they can kind of fill receptor cell with a okay. useful type. So those are really good foods. I put two tablespoons of ground flaxseed on my, on my full fat natural yogurt in the morning and fruit and I know that at least that I'm getting some really that's a really good boost for yeah. me. it's also full of fi good fiber and it's also a type of protein so that's something you can do the stress is vital because again as we know going into midlife that we're we're being pulled in every direction you may have small children, you, your parents might be getting older and need more support, you might well be at the top of your career, you're doing the, you're doing the juggle. Yeah. And as women, you know, for many, many years, we feel like we can do it all. And pushing, 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 doing, 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 and not listening to ourselves, putting ourselves last on our list. And this is one of the biggest things I work with women about. It's about now is the time more than ever. Yeah. to really start to focus and prioritize ourselves and really start to focus on where is your nervous system a lot of us are living in that fight flight mode all the time and when that happens we are just producing overproducing cortisol adrenaline in our bodies and we are on high alert and that is just messing up with our other hormones all the time so we're just not able to produce the other hormones because once we sorry this is i will stop in a minute but once we once we go through menopause perimenopause our ovaries don't produce as much they don't produce the eastern progesterone and what happens our adrenal glands take over the job and that is the same place mm -hmm. as cortisol and adrenaline produced yes. so it is vital that we find ways to regulate our nervous mm -hmm. systems to to de-stress and relax yeah that is so important and i'm that wasn't even a tangent to me i was like yes <laughs> this is where we need to go next i love this but it's really something that we want to again similar to everything else leading up to this shift in life to be in a routine with ourselves so that we're supporting these functions now because so many of us even before we hit perimenopause or menopause are juggling the stress we're juggling yeah. like we're playing the game of life we're in the competition of how much can I do and how can I be more in my masculine so I can compete in this like very masculine dominated work world and we're disconnected from ourselves with that of course but just with that being said we're showing up in that normalized heightened level of stress which means that our nervous system is just constantly in that sympathetic state of fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And it's like, okay, what do I need to do? How can I react right now? As opposed to how can I pause for a moment, regulate myself, and then respond from that grounded place. And to your point, I think it's just going to kind of get worse if yeah. we're not taking care of it now. 
And one of the ways we were talking about this already, that you regulate the nervous system, and I love this so much because I also love doing this in my life, is through breath work. Yes. So there are obviously lots of different ways that you we can regulate our nervous systems, but I really do feel that breath work is something that we can all do. It's accessible to all of us. We Once we know what we're doing, we can actually use it in our everyday lives. No one needs to know that you're, you're using it. Uh, you can also use, so you can use it to really calm yourself down, but you can also use it to expand your capacity to be mm-hmm. able to hold stre- stress. You can become more resilient. And that is why I love it because you, it, it enables you to be able to really respond in those moments of heat rather than to react. And for me, it has been a real game changer. And, and I see it helping so many people. I, I have women come to me and I can just see their shoulders are up. They're so tense. Yeah. They are stuck in that state. And it just takes... It does sometimes take a little bit of work of actually retraining their systems to be able to to relax. And it's not about being in that sort of parasympathetic state all of the time. It's about actually being able to have that flexibility of your nervous system because we all are going to have stress. We can't get rid of the stress. It's part of our lives. But it's being able to turn that stress off. It's Mm -hmm. being able to, when that stress is finished, it's being able to say, Ah, oh, now I can actually relax and I can go to that parasympathetic state so that my body can rest, it can digest, it can repair, it can do all those things it's meant to be doing yeah. when it's not in that in that that state of stress. Yeah. And I'm such a big advocate for that, as you know, because when we talk about cycle syncing and living and working in line with your cycle, that is like that parasympathetic state, essentially, if we're gonna like compare it is that inner fall, inner winter, like coming back into a rest state, tending to yourself, tuning inwards. And that's something that the way that we are conditioned within society is just really missing. It's all about how can we plan and execute and achieve. And if you walk through life with that, plus the added pressure of like being superwoman, supermom, wanting to show up and do all the things at one point, it's like the foundation isn't there to to hold that anymore. And I love that you say, as well, when we do this work, it actually doesn't just bring us back to a state of rest and digest, but it actually expands our capacity to hold more or to be in stressful situations without it having the same really ungrounding effect on us. Yeah, because our our breath actually is so powerful in this way that it actually it's linked to how we feel. So if you are feeling really anxious in a moment you you can your breath is probably going to be shallow it's going to mm-hmm. be probably be you're going to be breathing from your chest but actually if you consciously the breath is one of those only one of the one of the very few few functions we have in the body which we can do both automatically and consciously but when we consciously change our breathing to deeper slower breaths from the belly our body suddenly goes oh hold on a minute my breathing is telling me that actually 
I'm not stressed. I'm actually quite mm-hmm. chilled out. Mm-hmm. And then it reflects back in the feelings and you'll start to feel more chilled yeah. out. And the opposite is true. If you're very, very sort of in that parasympathetic, and sometimes we want we don't want to be in that parasympathetic. If we're it can actually be if we're feeling really sluggish and we haven't got any energy, mm-hmm. actually what we want to do is we want to shift it up give it we can change our breath pattern and we can actually become you know a bit more energized and activated and then the breath you know in a safe environment with a facilitator actually when you can push your edges a bit with that activation Mm -hmm. and that is how then you build that resilience and and that bandwidth yeah so so powerful and again I'm gonna say this again but it comes back to being in connection with your body trusting your body knowing what your body is communicating to you, which again, not many of us are in touch with that because who like yeah. can't even blame ourselves. Like that's just not what we're taught. I would love to switch gears a little bit and reframe and de- deconstruct a little bit this definition of menopause because you mentioned at the beginning, and I think that a lot of us feel that way, that it's the little old lady who, you know, she's cute and <laughs> whatever, <laughs> but that there's such a um, stereotype around menopause, what it needs to feel like. Same thing about periods that like they're somehow bad, that they're dirty, that they're always painful, that they're a nuisance. And I think that kind of just continues into that next phase when in reality, this is, I mentioned this before, like a shift in your life, like a really big shift. And I would love for you to speak to that and maybe share a little bit more of that, like wisdom that comes with that shift. Yeah. So for me, so I have a podcast called the Positive Perimenopause Podcast, and I wanted to start that podcast because it's not all doom and gloom. And I was seeing when I started that podcast, I I was just seeing the negative about this phase of life. But for me, I realized that actually when you are prepared or when you get on top of it and when you really start to to take control of of how you're feeling and you're tuned in and you're listening to your body, it is such an exciting phase of life because I do feel that with the hormonal shift, it's almost like a, 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 a kind of unveiling. You are becoming more in tune with your true self your true essence and I think it's a real opportunity to discover who you are I think up until this point and I I speak for myself though but for a lot of women I see you know we're we're just kind of going through the motions we're doing we're getting our careers off the ground you might then have a family if that's what you want to do you're you're in the sort of process of life and I think Mm -hmm. when this midlife perimenopause menopause phase comes it's a bit like a it's a it's a wake up call it is a wake up call to go actually is this really what i want am i doing what i want am i following my soul and my calling and my purpose and my passion and i have seen so many women who they they come to this stage and it's a bit like oh is this is is this it I feel like there's more for me Mm. and it's a real opportunity to discover what that is. And there are so many women out there who have just pivoted, who have just shifted, who've kind of created new careers for themselves, who have started their passion projects and turned them into businesses. And it, for me, it really is such an exciting phase of life. And 
it's a real opportunity to step into into who you are and in, into your true self and I really do mm. invite everybody to to reframe it like that and it's not saying that you can't do that earlier and I think your generation really is probably more aware anyway of of fight of not just following what they think they ought to be doing mm-hmm. but I do think perimenopause because I think particularly estrogen it kind of makes everything rosy it makes everything feel okay so when that kind of goes it almost reveals the rawness of what is left ah, yeah and so it's like right okay you kind of got <laughs> you kind of like, like yikes no yeah it really is you really feel into that power and it's like right who you know this is it this is my time mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no it's it just really feels in the way that you're describing it as well like such a beautiful transition into kind of like the wise woman phase of your life because you have all of this life experience, all this knowledge. And then like you said, it kind of like pulls back the curtain and you have to look at what you've created up until this point, the good, the bad, the beautiful, all of it, and just reflect on, is this what I want moving forward? And it's this, it sounds like this really beautiful check-in point in life to tune in or retune in again and redirect. Absolutely. And in other cultures, particularly in uh, Asian cultures in Japan, menopause is known as the second spring, which I absolutely love. It's it's this kind of it's almost like a rebirthing and, and older women in, in some cultures are respected. They're revered for their wisdom. They've lived a life and their, their purpose is now to really be the wise woman in the community and unfortunately in our western world that's been somehow lost and women particularly midlife women become almost invisible and so I really feel though that there's a there is an uprising Mm. there's a change we're not prepared to put up with that anymore uh and and hopefully we are going to be celebrated for all that we have to to offer because we do we've got you know if you if you've brought up children if you've had a career you know we've got so much to to be able to provide for our communities for our families mm-hmm. for for everybody really so yeah it's about really changing this narrative uh, yes. of of kind of of what it means to be an older woman absolutely i'm so here for that and i love that so much <laughs> Um, I would love to, as we kind of move into wrapping up, if you have like three little points or two little points, cause I, I know we've talked about this in the past, the healing blueprint around really getting into this flow of taking care of yourself before you hit perimenopause or menopause, or if you're already there, like what are kind of the two to three things that women should be paying attention to? I know you've mentioned a lot of them already, but if we could just briefly summarize them and give a a bit of that direction moving forward so number one is get informed so just just know go and print off a a list of symptoms so just so that you've kind of got that awareness of what you might expect so that might be a shift in your in your cycle it might be there's a whole host of different of symptoms out there so just just so you know because the problem is if you if you're unaware of those then and you go to your doctor a lot unfortunately lots of doctors still haven't got enough haven't got training in mm-hmm. this and they're unable to kind of put that see that umbrella term for all of it so just it's up to you to really empower yourself by having that knowledge second thing is carry on with that empowerment by tracking tracking your cycle tracking your symptoms and being totally in tune with your body 
And then I would also say really focus, well, diet and stress. So really just look after yourself, make sure you're eating enough plants, you're getting those nutrients into your body and make sure also that you are doing something to help with that nervous system flexibility that you're not in that fight or flight. So I would obviously recommend breath work because I absolutely love it. I think it's such a powerful tool. Um, so yeah, simple tools, eat 30 plants a week. That's And that includes herbs, spices, nuts, seeds, legumes, pulses. So it's not just kind of your veg. So when you think mm-hmm. about it like that, you know, you just have to make a, a curry or something and you can put in different spices. You're going to be ticking off the 30 of those plants. Um, so yeah. Amazing. I mean, simple, simple enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, it can feel simple. And I think that that's the biggest thing. And I, I repeat this a lot in my work as well. It can feel really overwhelming at the start, which I'm sure you've personally are familiar with and also with, with the women who come to you. But once we get into that like connection rhythm and routine around it, it becomes a way of life. And I think that that's essentially probably in both our work, the end, end result outcome goal that we want is that this isn't something that you have to stress over and do extra things all the time. It's it's a way of living. And I would just also say that some of those those things which I just mentioned are kind of like the, the foundations. You know, if we got mm-hmm. the foundations in place, then actually the chances of having a smoother ride is is much higher. But also just to reiterate that every woman is different. We are also unique. And there is a plethora of different wellness tools and and practices out there which are supportive. And it's all about just finding and experimenting with some of those things and finding what works for you. Because what works for me might not work for you. And that is why I wanted to do my podcast to really explore all of those different practices and options so that people could, they're just aware that, oh, this might be helpful for me or whatever sparks your interest and give them a go. They might not work necessarily straight away, but actually it might be then like, okay, I'm going to explore something else. But there is always, there are so many different things that we can use, you know, from from cold water plunging to, to breath work to I don't know, sound baths too. And some people might want to go down the hormone hormone route as well, you know, and I'm not anti mm-hmm. that, you know, it's about, so for some people that is an absolute lifesaver. So it's about really finding your way, your mm-hmm. path. But until you are aware of all of this, it's very difficult to make, to find out what it is for you. Yeah, yeah. And it just takes some work and yeah. intentional attention to go down that path. And it's, it's, being committed enough to being in it, which hopefully with the knowledge that that we gain through doing this work or through getting to that phase and wanting to do the research that that is motivation enough to say, okay, I'm taking, I'm taking back my power here. So I love that. Thank you so much for all of those tools. Um, I would love to wrap us out and finish off with the fuck it energy series question, which is, all about asking you where you are bringing in or focusing on some fucking energy in your life right now. And just to reiterate, that's not a negative thing, (laughs) but it's really about saying where are you bringing in more flow energy because fucking energy is flow energy. And it's about saying fuck it to the status quo and deciding that things can work differently for you. Yes. So for me, I've had a really hectic, busy year of creating courses and programs and all all of it and, do, and doing lots of different trainings. And actually, I have really intentionally for the last few weeks and in and towards the end of this year, I am really 
stepping back I am gonna I'm intentionally just giving myself space I want things to be fun I want things to be feel easy I want to feel flowy and I'm really focusing on what feels good you know if it feels good let's do it if it feels a little bit crunchy oh maybe I'm just gonna leave that for now I'm not gonna do that right now um so that's where I'm at at the moment and it feels so good and it things get done I find I'm so much more productive like that yeah I love that. That is, I really resonate with that because I'm also stepping into that phase and I've actually been doing a lot of like 2024 kind of reflection, looking forward, reflecting backward. Um, And that just keeps really coming up very strongly for me as well um, as there's some pivots in my own life. And I'm like, okay, so my body's telling me that it's time to be more in this like lean back flow, no pushing new things forward. And that can be it could be a really hard place to be in for a lot of us. And I know I've had struggles with that myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to be creating and doing the thing. So I love that that's really what's speaking to you and that it's also feeling so good. And it's such a beautiful thing to be in that and then realize actually, like, I like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. It does feel a bit scary because I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, okay, right. You know, obviously money, that's got to, that's got to keep flowing in, but actually, I, I'm really interested to see where it will take me because I I feel like I've done a lot of pushing this year and and yeah. actually it feel this feels good and I feel like actually it will come I've got to trust yes. that this is this is the right way for me at the moment it, yeah I yeah. love that thank you so much for sharing that so tell the beautiful people where they can find you and keep learning with you so they can come to my website which is pollywarren.com or over on instagram at pollywarrencoaching i've also got a breathe breathing community which i've just started which is called just breathe which is pollywarren.com forward slash just breathe if you want to come and have a free trial uh, for a half an hour breathwork journey do come and sign up oh sounds incredible Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for doing this conversation with me again, because we've already actually recorded this once. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time. And yeah, so grateful for the work that you're putting into the world. Oh, thank you, Olivia. It's my pleasure. And I think it's so important that this message and, and you know, we learn about perimenopause at, at, a, at any age. It's important for every woman to know about it. And um, yeah, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity to talk to you today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Oflow, head over to oliviaheinet.com. Your first step is to join me inside the free Oflow Collective to begin or continue your journey of revolutionizing your work for greater, more sustainable, and sacred success. You can join by visiting oliviaheinet.com forward slash Collective. If you're serious about transforming your success and work, get on the wait list for Rest for Success, my signature sacred success course, or take the leap into your freedom, dream life, and apply to work with me in one-on-one freedom frequency mentorship. And if you really love this show, I would love if you left a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a comment below in the YouTube episode comments. I so love hearing from you and reading the reviews. All right, you sacred success fatty, tune in next week. And until then, step into your work revolution, ignite your cyclical essence and let go and flow.